Oh yeah, I'll get that checked out later. Get everything taken care of. Yeah, but right now, welcome everybody to the first official episode of the Students of Life podcast. I'm Jackson, and I'm here with Bryce. What's up? And so, just a little bit of a background. We have done how many how many practice episodes? Four. It's been four so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because we knew we'd be really bad at starting a podcast, and we need to practice because and now we're good. And now, and now we're perfect. <laughs> we are just as good as Ira Glass and everybody else. So, maybe better, honestly. Yeah, you better watch out, Ira. We're coming for your job. We're gonna be the next host for This American Life. But, but yeah. So, first of all, we are starting this podcast because. Well, let's just start out. Why? Why are we starting this podcast, Bryce? Okay, so we have thought about this, and we came up with three reasons why we are doing the podcast um and those three reasons are we want to become more articulate we want to keep like some form of journal for us and then we want to become more students of life right yeah exactly and i just realized i totally broke the structure we had laid out and so <sighs> yeah because bryce and i we we're really good friends we've known each other for like two years now mm-hmm. and so and we just talk about, we're friends who can just talk about anything for hours and hours and hours. Yep. I feel like they're meaningful. Yeah, totally. Conversations. And so. I think, I think, I, maybe not everyone, but I think if you like look at the people you associate with in your life, there's like that person who not necessarily like your ideals, like match up a lot, but like it's the person that you can, you can really connect with well. You yeah. know what I mean? And just have good conversations. And that's what we've kind of, like, found ourselves doing consistently. Yeah, exactly. And so we ramble a lot. And so obviously we're arrogant enough to think that we need a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and so... But I, so that's kind of, like, one of the reasons. So to become more articulate means to, like, fight the ramble, right? Mm-hmm. I think, like, in life there's... Or just, like, how we work, I guess, is there's a lot going on in our brains and that and we have like this challenge of articulating what we're thinking into a verbal communication and so to in order to kind of like fight the ramble we can practice talking yeah exactly and it's not like that it's hard for us to speak english like we can think of words but there's definitely like a difference between like like a high school kid talking and then say for example like a lawyer or a doctor like they're very articulate like every word they have like has meaning and is very intentional and so yeah. becoming better public speakers and just being able to portray more ideas and more information and in less words yeah and it's not something that you really think about because speaking is so natural and it's literally something that normally does not take very much effort like you're not thinking for like 45 seconds before you say like hello to someone it's very it's something that's very natural but it it does take practice and it is something that you can continue to develop as a skill so as one of the hopes as like (laughs) one of the outcomes of the podcast we aspire to become more articulate exactly because even doing like these past four i always want to say five for some reason 
these past four episodes that we were practicing, like we, I learned a lot. We learned a lot, like how we spoke, listening yeah, back, and true. to be able to have that self reflection, to be able to build upon that, has been really useful. Yeah. And so, it's been really cool. Yeah. Okay. Um. So the second, the second reason why we're kind of doing the podcast is to keep a, a digital journal because I don't know anyone that's my mom. It's <laughs> actually good at like keeping like a written journal. That's something I'm personally not good at. Yeah, I'm personally terrible. I've tried multiple times and I've never been able to keep a written journal or really any consistent journal of any type. Yeah, but but those kind of records, I think I think we're both kind of coming to a point where we are recognizing the value of that kind of record. Mm-hmm. And so by doing the podcast, we are kind of like capturing a journal of our lives as far as like what's going on at the moment, what's important to us, what what kind of like occupies our time during the week, which mm-hmm. can be like a really important journal to look back on. Yeah. What we think about the type of conversations that we have. And I think it's been really cool. Even again, just these past four episodes, I went back and listened to our first one. Yeah. Like last week. And I was like, oh yeah, I remember talking about that. And it made me think about more things. Uh-huh. And it was, it's been good. So it's for us, for the journal. And also I think it would be cool if my dad had, the podcast with his friends when he was in college yeah or like when he was younger i think that'd be really interesting to be able to not only like see like a physical journal but to hear him actually talking to one of his friends and like discussing what he thought about so maybe one day our kids will listen to this Uh uh-huh we're kind of using some forward thinking a little bit and thinking of something that we would appreciate from like our parents or other other people in our lives and we're trying to Maybe no one will ever say it about us, but I don't know. <laughs> Probably not, but who knows? Yeah, I think I don't, this is almost like a topic, so maybe we shouldn't get distracted by it. But I was thinking about this and thinking of like what kinds of records we'll now have for ourselves. Because we now have like people's Instagram stories. As far as I know, those aren't going to go away you know what I mean and your Instagram stories your like Instagram posts and stuff like that those are like a record of you and so like Mm. so where do those like end when do those become something that's not part of your life you know yeah when do they become like history yeah because even like Facebook I guess is the closest example I can think of like the posts from a super long time ago are just at the bottom of your feed right Mm mm-hmm and so, hmm, that'd be interesting. Like again, to be able to see like my parents' Instagram if that was like around when they were younger. Yeah, it'd be super interesting. And I guess it's it's somewhat similar. I don't know actually, cause like we have photo albums and stuff like that. Yeah. But it is pretty different because you're putting like, um, you're writing about the posts that you made. People are commenting on it. Yeah, people are commenting, and then there's also like. If you think of, like, Snapchats and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Those go away, though. Snapchats okay. do. But those just be, like, an interesting record, I guess. Yeah. That would be a really interesting yeah. record. And then, so, that's the second reason that we're doing this. And the last one is because we want to be students of life. And with air quotes. And what that means is 
having us be able to think about our week, like think about how we're actually spending our time and the experiences that we have and trying to not meditate, but like think about it. Yeah, kind of like, like reflect. Yeah, exactly. Reflect on what has happened to us, why it's happened to us and how we can learn from that and actually not be passive in our lives, but be very intentional and learning from everything. Yeah, I think especially like at this time in our lives, when there's a lot of things going on, it's easy to just like, like, I remember in like high school and stuff like that, the week kind of went by slow. Like you're really itching for Friday, but at this point in life, I don't know, it's especially true I think in college, like of course you look forward to the weekends, but every day you kind of have a lot of freedom and you can kind of do whatever you want. And so at least I found myself like one month would go by, two months would go by. And I'm like, wow, what have I really, what have I really done? So to become a little bit more intentional, reflect on kind of what's going on in our lives. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Time flies by so quickly now. Yeah. Like we record these generally on Friday and I feel like Monday was just, like, two days ago. Yeah. Because stuff is always happening. It's always going super quick. And so and so we doing the podcast makes us try to be more conscious during the week so we can think, oh, this is something significant. We can think about this later. We can talk about this, like, dissect it. Yeah. And so it's good for during the week, but it's also good, actually, like, right now when we're recording – to be able to think back on the week two and reflect on that as well. Mm-hmm. So there's also like the idea of because we know that on Friday we have to talk about something. <laughs> it makes us kind of like forces us to try and learn new things and have something that we can like bring to the table when Friday rolls around. Yeah, that's at least semi interesting. Yeah, at least mm-hmm. to us. And hopefully you guys listen and learn something too with mm-hmm. us yeah so those are kind of the reasons we want to become more articulate we want to create some kind of like digital record of kind of what's going on in our lives and what's important to us and then we want to become um students of life exactly exactly and now let's go into who we are why we already talked about why we're doing this but you will definitely you guys as in the listeners all the hundreds of thousands of people who are going to be listening to this in the oh. future. <laughs> Sorry to all those people. <laughs> um, but let's explain who we are a little bit. So Bryce, usually just, just explain who you are. I won't ask any questions this yeah, time. The questions are hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's maybe not for some people, but it's kind of hard to talk about yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so I graduated from school a couple months ago with my undergraduate and I studied healthcare policy and nutrition and school went by really quick for me like I think it was like less than it was like around two years so it just kind of like breezed by and now I am working a full-time job at a legal guardianship firm downtown and that's kind of it yeah, I still don't understand how you got through college so quickly. Still semi-jealous that you got done so quickly and actually were able to use your credits. Yeah, it's a... Uh, figuring out college is, like, 
there kind of is a pattern of how you do it, but when it comes down to it, it's I think it's different for everyone. Yeah. And there's a lot of different ways to do it, and I did it like the super quick, get it over with way. Yeah. Which is the complete opposite of me, because I am still in college. Yeah. I still have... So, it is October right now, and so I'm... It, we're in fall semester right now. So I have one more spring semester, then a whole other year of school. And I'm in a program called Multidisciplinary Design, and it is pretty much my entire life. It's even... It's even becoming, like, a way of life. Everything I do yeah. relates back to design. And you'll hear way more than you want to about design and my program and how everything relates back to design. But I think I think Jackson kind of has like a unique unique college experience because what he's studying is so important to him. And it's not like just something that you're like studying to get away, like get the degree and stuff like that. Like it really has influenced a lot of different parts of your life. And it's something you're really passionate about. Yeah, it's... People get annoyed by me, I think, sometimes, about how much I talk about it. But I love it. It's so much fun. And the thing is, it's so abstract and so wide open. Because it's... We do digital design, physical design, and then also platform design. Which is kind of like policy. It's like abs- That's even more abstract. So we do... Like literally anything and everything. And so, yeah, well, that's yeah pretty much and what I do. So, so you spent some time, like, trying to figure out, because I think this happens with a lot of people, trying to figure out what to study yeah. in school. And, like, you kind of, like, not wasted time. Like, it's part of the process, but, like, you had enough credits to graduate a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, technically, I had, like, you usually need about 120 credits. I've had 120 credits now for, I think... Maybe over a year. Yeah. But the thing is, I bounced around so much, I couldn't put all of those 120 credits towards an actual degree. Mm-hmm. So I, even though I had the credits, I couldn't graduate. Yeah. And, like, I think that happens when I think people feel frustrated, and I feel like they think that they're wasting their time by, like, switching majors, for example. But if you can end up finding what you are really passionate about in, like, a reasonable amount of time seems like it's totally worth it yeah because yeah this is the last thing i'll say about myself but i started out my first official year full-time college student i ended up in biomedical engineering and i always thought i would end up hard science my entire life growing up from when i was even in elementary school that's like where my strengths were that's where i just assumed i would do it but like that year even though i can't use 30 credits of hard science and hard classes it showed me that it wasn't something I wanted to do really with my entire life so that year even though it's like wasted in the sense of I'm not using those credits to graduate but it has totally put like those worries to rest like I know I'm in the program and where I'm supposed to be now yeah totally. so so yeah so if I'm not saying spend a ton of time in college if you don't have to, but, and it's also expensive if you're going way into debt, don't spend a ton of time either just dilly-dallying around, but. Yeah, like, I I don't think at any point you were just, like, doing what you thought was fun, like, you weren't just exploring 
of a million no. different things. You were you were very calculated about what you wanted to do, but yeah. it just did take a little bit of time. Yeah. But yeah, that's a little bit about us. And so, is there anything else you want to say about yourself, Bryce? No, I think we can kind of... Let the people know. Yeah. We'll, we'll just hook them and then explain more as the podcast go on. Yeah, we'll definitely... We'll figure out what kind of music we listen to, what really what YouTube we watch. That'll actually mm-hmm. come up probably later with the yeah. sleeping thing. But just kind of like our general interest. But okay. yeah. So the first thing that we're going to talk about today is Bob Ross. Yeah. Our first of three topics that we want to talk about today that have come up this week. So Bryce. Uh, Mr. Bob Ross on PBS, right? PBS? Yeah. Did you ever watch Bob Ross actually? I've seen a. Like it's been. A, wanna, it's been a while since. I want to like say PBS, yes. Right? I want to say I did when I was younger. Like. I don't know if I sat through an entire episode, but I definitely <laughs> yeah. know who he was, and like I even think in elementary school. Yeah, yeah, he's been around for a while. Something we we might have even been like watching reruns. I think. Not even. Oh yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't think we we're watching. Yeah, I, I know, like, whenever I was flipping through the channels, I was just looking for, like, cartoons and something exciting, not some dude pains. <laughs> but, but I think everyone knows the iconic Bob Ross because of his hair and just kind of, like, his calm demeanor and his painting landscapes on PBS. But, so everyone knows, like, kind of that version of Bob Ross, but um, something that we have recently, like, kind of learned about Bob Ross and studied a little bit more is that Bob Ross, like he used to have the nickname bust him up Bobby. And that was when he was in the, in the military and he was known for being just a really hard, strict, kind of like mean and basically the exact opposite of what he's like, what he's like currently. And so it was just interesting, just kind of learning about Bob Ross's story where he was he was doing something that he really didn't love that's that's kind of how he put it he was he was doing something that he didn't love he had the nickname bust him a Bobby and then I I think I can't remember exactly but like he had the opportunity to take like an art class um like in the military yeah in the military and that's when he kind of like figured out that he had, he had a natural talent for um, painting and he just kind of like kept pursuing that hobby and then became really passionate about it and so passionate that he started his own tv show and was very successful and that was just kind of like the beginning of him really changing his life going from bust him up bobby to the really relaxed easygoing guy who'd talk about life and paint on tv yeah. Why did they call him Bust Him Up Bobby? Just because, not, nothing like really specific, but he was just like really intense and he was just kind of the enforcer. Yeah, the guy who was always yelling probably. Yeah, he was just always yelling loud and people didn't want to like make him upset or angry. That's really crazy. Not that I like, I'm a huge Bob Ross fan or like watch everything that he's done, but I definitely like know about him. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy to know that he had like this history, which kind of sounds dumb because we all know everybody has their own story. Everybody, yeah. we don't know everything about him when we meet him. But I think it kind of shows 
that's one thing. Not to say that we're like young whippersnappers or anything, mm-hmm. but I know like when I was growing up and still now, you, we kind of like divide up life. At least when I was younger, this is how I divided up life into like five seconds, five sections. One was elementary school, junior high, high school, college, then adulthood. Yeah. And so I always thought there were five times of life and they were all pretty much like equal. And so you just feel like life is going so quickly and you don't realize how long life is. So he had like a full career in the military. Then he had another full career as a painter. And I think, I don't know if we have any semi-older listeners out there, they probably are shaking their head like because they realize this and they see how obvious it is but like we have so much life to live we can do so many things during our life like we don't have to just dedicate ourselves to one thing yeah and we can pursue so many different things i know when we're younger we definitely like lose track of that because we feel like like the first four sections of our life happen so quickly Mm -hmm. and so it's definitely and like even, like, in high school, we kind of, at least I kind of thought, like, I was going to decide my life in high school, where I decided where I was going to go to college, and where I decided, like, what I was going to study in college. Mm-hmm. And so, but to think about that, like, that's such a small, like, you have only made it to, like, such a, like, you haven't made it very far in life yet, and to decide what you're going to do for the rest of your life at that point, so early on, is kind of ridiculous. Yeah. And so to see someone like Bob Ross decide what he wanted to do, do what he planned, and then come to the conclusion that that's actually not what he's passionate about and, like, successfully switch to something different is just a really cool example. Yeah. And I think, I think that's kind of like a luxury that's happening more now that we've progressed in time because a lot... Like, even probably, like, a hundred years ago, people were focused more, like, more, like, on basic needs of life, like, getting food, shelter, water, and... Yeah, just providing. Just, like, providing, and, like, the job market, and just, like, how you could, like, create income wasn't as flexible, Mm -hmm. and so, if you quit a career, you were looked at as, like, I don't know if this is true. Again, one disclaimer, we are, like, experts on none of the things that we're talking about, this is just us rambling, yeah. We probably should have put that in at the beginning, but but they were probably looked at as probably like weaker. Like, oh, you can't stick out a career, or oh, you have to switch, like why did you mess up the last one? Whereas now I feel like it's a little bit more acceptable mm-hmm. whether to change careers or to like follow different passions with hobbies and yeah, different things like that. I I think this is a unique time where your hobbies can actually be very lucrative. Yeah. Like, there's a way to get your work out or whatever it is and actually make a lot of money from your hobbies. Yeah. Whereas before, your hobbies are just kind of something you do after work instead of something you do to make an income. Yeah. I think that's super interesting. And I always lose track of that because I'm always like, oh, I have to get everything ready. Especially in high school. I Instead of hanging out with people a lot, I would literally study colleges and programs in those colleges because I thought it was well and it is important like I just talked about the program I'm in now is totally changing my life but I thought it was like the end-all be-all and so I spent so much time trying to like plan my life 
And you just realize that it, life just happens. Yeah, just like Bob Ross realized. Yeah. It just comes, and then you just react to what you can. Mm-hmm. And so, but yeah, that was something I found super interesting. We actually kind of learned about that together. Like, yeah. And then, I guess, oh, another thing we talked about yesterday was Mr. Rogers. Mm-hmm. I know nothing about it. This is time for another one. But I feel like Mr. Rogers is kind of similar to Bob Ross. Yeah. Like a PBS public figure. Mm-hmm. You were talking... That was really influential, actually. Yeah. I have no idea how he was influential, because I haven't seen the movie, but... Yeah, well, just like with Bob Ross on the surface, you just see some dude painting. And with Mr. Rogers, you just see some dude talking about, like, his sweaters. But, but really... <laughs> Um, they had a lot of purpose and they were doing a lot more things than you saw on the surface. Like, what were some of the things they were doing? Did some, you see the movie? No, I haven't seen it either, oh. but Mr. Rogers was just a very, like, he just had, uh, very articulate. <laughs> <laughs> like, he just impacted society in a very positive way that, like, nobody really knew about. But he was working towards, like, helping raise a better generation hmm. yeah that's really interesting i don't think there's is pbs even a thing anymore i think so like, i think technically but it's just so like we don't really watch tv like netflix and youtube and that kind of thing yeah. it's kind of changed tv but I, i'm pretty sure pbs is still yeah the channel. i wonder if there's like a it's definitely not dead a modern day p- not modern day PBS, modern day Bob Ross or Mr. Rogers. There's probably like a lot of wannabes that have come and passed, but yeah, there's only one Bob Ross. Yeah, there's only one bust him up Bobby. <laughs> yeah, cool. Well, perfect. So another thing that has been happening this week has been, well, sleep. We talk about sleep a lot. Not that we necessarily sleep a lot, but we talk about it. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know why I yonder. <laughs> <laughs> As we record this in the morning and we're wishing we were back in bed. Um but this week specifically, we've actually been talking about sleep for the past month, but this week specifically, I actually changed my sleeping habit because I'm definitely a night person. 100% I like what I was doing before, I was like staying up to like 2 a.m., waking up Probably, like, at eight-ish. So still getting, like, six hours of sleep, which is good and decent, I feel like. But staying up super late, waking up a little bit later. But I talk, I've been talking about changing my sleep schedule, and what actually made me do it was... I had watched YouTube videos about it before, but Casey Neistat posted a video with this... Navy SEAL, I think. I think it was a SEAL. Was it a Marine? I think it was a SEAL. A Navy SEAL explaining why SEALs get up at 4 a.m. And I don't know if it was all SEALs or if it's just why him, why he, but like explaining why he gets up early and how it has changed his life and how more productive he is. Mm -hmm. And also Casey Neistat has made a couple videos about that too. And so I just decided, yep, I'm going to do it. So my bedtime is now 11 a.m. i not 11 a.m. That's ridiculous. 11 p.m. And mm-hmm. I wake up at 5 a.m. And it's been really interesting to see, like, the different effects that it's had on my day. And so one of the biggest things 
So I haven't succeeded every day. I was gonna say, so I think that we've all like had bedtimes before. Mm-hmm. But those that's been the hardest thing for me because if I do go to bed early, I can wake up pretty early. Yeah. But how has it been challenging keeping that 11 p.m. bedtime? Um, actually, yeah, a little. I haven't gone to bed past midnight, but literally I had, I'm part of ASUU, which is student government at the University of Utah, and we literally had a meeting until 11 p.m. the other night. Yeah. Like, so I got home and got to bed once I did everything, like, a little bit before midnight. Even last night, when did I drop you off? It was, like, like around 10.30, 10, 10, 10.40. yeah. And so oh, I got I got to bed, like, at 11.15, 11.30-ish, which is, like, oh. totally fine. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it, there's definitely some nights that I didn't get to bed on time. But it's been nice. This is going to sound ridiculous and, like, super obvious, but it's been nice having a time where, like, I go to bed at this time every night mm-hmm. because before I would just keep doing stuff pretty much until, like, I was so tired I just, like, crashed into bed. Yeah, sleep when you're... sleep when you can't stay up any longer. Yeah, literally. And I'd fall asleep on our couches all the time. And just, like, my nightly ritual has become better become more consistent yeah and just like actually like putting my phone down setting my alarms and like i don't know which again super obvious like if you would have asked me if that would have happened like yes but it's that part has actually been really nice yeah so so i know a lot of people probably want to like change their sleep schedule so maybe it sounds like an easy step to begin with is just finding a consistent time to go to bed and not even to wake up necessarily. Like you can set your alarms and whatever, but if you just gain the consistency going to bed at the same time. Yeah, that was definitely something that has helped me because I, I can feel my body like adjusting already because I, before I never woke up in the middle of the night and I always, whenever I, if I actually made it to my bed, I would fall asleep and like, two minutes or less mm-hmm. like literally do not have any memories like in the past like six months of laying in bed i just lay down boom asleep mm-hmm. and i now i have to like lay in my bed and like okay i need to go to bed i need to sleep i gotta try to make myself fall asleep it's so, probably really good for your body to be like instead of just trying to sustain you like deep into the night being like okay I'm super tired, but we're not going to go to bed yet. It's probably nice for your body to be like, oh, it's actually, I can actually go to sleep now. I can actually shut down a little bit. Yeah. And I think it's starting to happen. And so my second night, it was a little bit easier. Last night was a little bit harder because I didn't wake up on time. I had failed. So I got like, it was like eight hours of sleep or something, which I have like, haven't gotten. Last night or the night before? Oh, the night before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The night before. And so falling asleep last night was a lot harder. And I even woke up. I was just telling you about this before we started recording. I woke up in the middle of the night, which hasn't happened in forever. I That hasn't happened for me either. <laughs> like, I thought about that when I was a kid. That always happened. Huh. But, like, I woke up in the middle of the night. I was just like, 
It's like, no, I should be sleeping. This is precious time. So was so it hard to go back to sleep? Because people say that, and I'm like, I have never, I've never in my life had that problem. Like, I wake up in the middle of the night, I'm like, oh, I woke up, go immediately back to sleep and have basically no recollection of it at all. Yeah, it was, it was kind of hard. Well, the thing is, I actually got up, maybe it was because, oh, I, I have two tangents and... right here, but um, I got up and I ate. Mm-hmm. I was like really hungry. It was like one thirty a.m. From all that soccer. Which is, yeah, from all that soccer we played last night, which is actually, I used to like, in the past few months, I've eaten at 1 a.m., like just being up. I'm like, oh, I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why I want to try to go to bed because I used to eat like at midnight and 1 a.m. all the time. Yeah. And so that was hard because I was so hungry. So I got up, went to the bathroom, had some water, had some naked juice and some wheat thins with peanut butter on it. (laughs) And then I went back to sleep. But. But yeah, so that and then after that, like it took me only a little bit to go back to sleep. But another thing that's been really interesting is, and what a lot of, like, these entrepreneur, like, people who are, like, super, like, the hustle, the grind, wake up at five and do everything super early, they always say waking up early, like, just makes you, like, have better habits throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't even trying to focus on that, but it totally happened. Like, I... Don't usually eat breakfast. When I've gone up at 5 a.m., I ate breakfast and like a healthy breakfast. And I ate healthier throughout the day and got so much more done. It's been great. And which I know like you hear about it. If you wake up earlier, you're going to have like a better day pretty much. But it's been true because yesterday I didn't wake up early. The only food I had was Panda Express all day. Oh, and so... Maybe that's why I got the Charlie horse yesterday during soccer. Because you were running on Panda? Running on Panda, and that was probably gone by then, too. So. Yep. But. Yeah, so, so like, we have talked about sleep a lot. I think sleep is something that, like, we think about a lot because our schedules, our schedules are so inconsistent. Mm-hmm. It's not, we're not, like, I guess old people are just kind of known for going to bed super early and then waking up super early. Yeah. But that's not something we do. So it's been interesting trying to like play with sleep schedules and see how see how they affect us. Yeah. I actually think this has primarily come obviously I watched Casey's video and uh-huh. then I changed it. But I think this actually happened because of the podcast. Because we've talked about sleep dur- during other episodes. Uh-huh. And it's made me think about it more. It's made me like consider my other sleeping habits. Well, not my other sleeping habits. I only have one sleeping habit, I guess. But, yeah, because I think it was episode three or four that we recorded. I literally stayed up till 5 a.m. the night before and then gotten up two hours later to record the podcast. Yeah. And so I think this is something like kind of like a good example of what we hope to get from the podcast. Oh, wow, yeah. I've actually like being students of life, talking about reflecting on our lives and actually making our lives better because of that. I didn't even realize that till like 30 seconds ago, but I think that the actual change came because we've been talking about it and like mm-hmm. recording it. So it's kind of like the perfect storm with Casey's video. Yeah. And so 
Look at us. It's actually working, maybe. <laughs> Sweet. All right. Um, so the next thing that we're going to talk about is um, Jackson's new... Jackson's new purchase of the Apple Watch. My new Series 4 44mm Space Gray LTE Apple Watch. <laughs> and so... And there, there's a deeper reason than just me buying the Apple Watch. Yeah, so, so this was a very deliberate... This was a very deliberate purchase that Jackson made. It's not just he had a bunch of money burned a hole in his pocket. Like, oh, yeah. You've probably been thinking about like this purchase for how long would you say? I think I decided like six or eight months, like six to eight months ago. Yeah, I was like, it's okay, very well thought out, and yeah, I was like, once the new one comes out, I'm buying it, and so. Because how long have you wanted a smartwatch? I didn't want one until six to eight months ago. Yeah, because you had a very real meaning for not wanting one yeah because i wanted it because i thought oh i spend too much time on my phone anyway Mm -hmm. i don't need another phone on my wrist but then i actually got like a garmin like small kind of support band and having that on my wrist i was like oh it's not like a real screen it's just like one of those led Mm -hmm. screens but actually having something on my wrist that gave me my notifications made me look at my phone less because I whenever something popped up like I saw it on my wrist I knew about it and I didn't have to think about it so because I feel like there's always like that constant urge for us to like like we're missing something we have to check whether it be like I think there's for good and bad reasons because we could be checking like oh has somebody like liked my post is anything happening on social media or like mm-hmm. oh like did my sister call like is does somebody need my health yeah but having that band on my arm i never thought about that because i know literally if if anything happens my wrist is going to vibrate mm-hmm. and so that's why i didn't want a phone i mean a smartwatch it's because i thought it would make me use screens more but it would actually why i actually wanted to buy is because i think it's going to make me use my screen and my phone less yeah, and so in what ways are you anticipating or have you experienced using your phone less? Um, well, because I did get the LTE version. This is a new thing I've been testing, I guess, for the past 24 hours, and that's it. Mm-hmm. But I knew I was going to do this for a while. Um, when I go to school, I put my car key uh, in my backpack. I put my wallet in my backpack, and I put my phone in my backpack. Because my car key is, like, one of those sensor things, like, you don't have to actually pull it out to, like, get into your car. Mm -hmm. And now I don't need to have my phone on me at all either. Because I usually, like, in my regular life, generally have my backpack with me. And so I've noticed walking around yesterday at school, um, I would just habitually go for my phone in my pocket. I was like, oh, it's not there. And I was just like, oh, I'll just keep walking then. Like, I don't need... I'd be looking at my phone right now. So I've been a lot more intentional with when I look at my phone and why I'm on my phone. So so you've done that consciously. Have you noticed anything that's different about being more intentional? Um, it's only been 24 hours, so I don't... Yeah. Let me think. Um, I don't really know. So that Garmin band I was talking about, why I wanted an Apple Watch and not just the Garmin <clears throat> band is because you couldn't take care of notifications on the Garmin band. Yeah. It just told you like, oh, this is happening. And so I was like, oh, well, if I actually wanted to take care of it, I had to go grab my phone. Um, 
But again, and also that thing could not hold a charge worth crap. Mm. And so I'd been wearing it for like the past two months, but it's been dead the entire time. <laughs> so now actually having something on my wrist, like yeah. having that again, I'm like, oh, this is really nice to be able to do that. So have you been able to be more productive since you don't have the distraction of, so you still acknowledge notifications and take care of notifications, but I know for me, like there has been so many instances where I get a message or something like that, check it. And then it's like five, maybe even like 10 minutes later, I look at like a different notification or like some other kind of like distraction tree begins. And I just find myself like 10 minutes later doing something totally unrelated. And then there's like another 10 minutes that it takes to get like, to sometimes I can't even remember what I was doing before. It's like so sad, but I'm like, okay, put my phone down. Like, what was I doing? Like, let's get back into. Yeah. I, I totally think because I just don't have, my phone isn't like quote unquote easily accessible. Mm -hmm. Even though I have it with me in my backpack, it's definitely made me get distracted less because I know I used to pull out my phone, like for a reason get distracted, put my phone away, and then sit there and realize, oh, I didn't even do the thing I was meaning to do. Yeah. And so I'd have to pull it out and do that thing. And one of the words we throw around a lot is intentional. And so I actually realized this could like go off into intentional consumerism or go into like the intentional use of our devices. But we, something Bryce and I always talk about is like making sure we're aware of what we're doing in our lives and having a purpose for it. And being super intentional with all of that. And the new... I have an iPhone. Bryce has Android. And one of the new... The new iOS 12 update came out while we were doing the podcast, actually. It was like two or three weeks ago. And it tells you how much time you spend on your phone. And it's... It's crazy to see how much time I was spending on my phone, how long my phone was on. And so, so I think that's going to be going down. And oh, also waking up at five, mm-hmm. I've used my phone less during the day too. It was like, it would told, told me like, I think it was like, this is like crazy. I could even be this far below average, but I think I was like three hours below average hmm. or like my phone was off more than it was usually like three hours less than usual yeah it was a crazy day but still even like the next day when i had more free time i was well below the average as well Hmm. and so having a more intentional like sleep cycle playing out my day more having my apple watch so i can just be more intentional with why i use my phone like actually use my phone as a tool and not as a distraction yeah i think that's like the biggest thing is it's like smartphones are meant to be tools and they have so many like amazing capabilities that can benefit our life. But if all we're using them for is distractions, then it's not really that effective. Yeah, exactly. Because again, we're not saying technology is like bad or evil because I think in the media, a lot of times like, oh, social media is like bad or like cell phones are like, they're addictive to kids. And I don't think that's not what we're trying to say, but it's just like, again, it's a tool. Mm-hmm. Like everything that we have, we need to be intentional and know why we're using it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's just that distinction of realizing and kind of like being mature that about the fact that your phone is a tool. It's not something to 
entertain you. It's not something to provide you friendship necessarily, but yeah. it is a tool. Yeah. Well, I guess if that's if that's why you bought your phone, you could use it for entertainment. But yeah. But like to be, I don't know. I think the kind of lifestyle that we want to live. True. Is for us that, yeah, yeah, is like more using it for a reason, not just distractions. I think, I think generally people could say that's a good thing. Yeah. Like society would say, yeah, we wanted to use it like to actually like build ourselves up and not just get lost in it and be distracted. Yeah. But, but yeah, so intentional. That's something you're going to hear probably every week from us is that word is trying to be intentional with everything that we do. Yeah. Yeah, we're about at that 45-minute mark. Why did we even decide 45 minutes? I don't know. Did we even decide that or just did it just kind of happen? I did. I think it just happened. Yeah, because all of our other practice episodes have been like almost exactly 45 minutes, like just off by a minute or two. Mm -hmm. Seems like a good amount of time for a podcast. Yeah. Well, thank you guys for tuning in to the Students of Life podcast. You can find us, actually, even though this is the first episode, <laughs> I still don't know where you can find us. We haven't published one yet, so this yeah. is going to be the first one we publish. So, thanks for listening. Obviously, if you're listening to it, there's probably going to be information about where you can contact us at, mm-hmm. but we will get that figured out. And is there anything else you want to say before we nope, sign off? Well, perfect. Um, have a great day, guys. Dang it. It died right when I was about to click it. Yeah, it turned off. Okay. Now, now we'll talk to you guys later.